welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, hey, there's Wells. Hello. Josh, Hello. If that intro felt long, Josh, it's because you're usually not used to lasting 30 seconds. Uh, I knew that was coming. That's what she said. God. <laughs> Tyler, your sex tape. <laughs> Jets, what's been up since the last recording? I uh, was just talking about uh, dual porch bomb day. That was super fun. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Scott and Chuck for uh, delivering some things. Then I did a, a trade with another cohort from the buzz um so i got a beer for tonight uh, as well so thanks tim for that we'll talk more about that later right on otherwise um <clears throat> yeah not a whole lot did some uh, traveling to uh salt lake city oh dang which is an interesting um beer world yeah uh you can get stuff above five percent but only in cans i i shouldn't say i, I don't know if that's everywhere the hotel bar at least Everything was like suspiciously exactly 5%, except for their cans. Gotcha. Oh. Um, tried a local IPA and it was ass. But then they had polygamy porter on nitro and I'm like, yes. Yes, please. But that was ass. And I'm like, really? Mm, dirty lines hit me again. Okay. Switched to cans and I'm like, okay, cool. It's not like an elevation thing. It's just, you know, dirty lines. Dirty lines. So. Got bit by that again. Clean your fucking beer line. And the sad part is, like, uh, left there, went to the airport, uh, getting ready to fly out, and they have a a Uinta, because Uinta's out of Salt Lake, right? Uh They had a Uinta brew pub, you know, in the airport. And uh, damn it, if I didn't have a great hazy IPA there. And I looked at, like, my previous check-in on it. It was, like, two and a half stars. I was like, yeah, I've had better. And I'm like, but but I was like, it was, like, really good. So I don't know if it was just, like, you know, first beer syndrome or end of trip syndrome or a little bit of everything. But, I mean, actually, it was was quite good. But it really kind of made me remark this this last trip because I I went through um, Charlotte to O'Hare. And uh, just the, the, (laughs) the weird beer scene that's propping up in the Charlotte airport. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the A terminal. I feel like a lot of, you know, like if you go to like a, a shopping mall, especially anything owned by Simon, they're all kind of the same stores. Mm-hmm. And then like you go to airports and after you've done a handful of them, you start noticing like, ah, oh, yes, these are all the same and they're all using the same POS and it's all, you know, there's a Shake Shack in almost every airport now, which yep. I mean, like why? But uh, hot take Shake Shack sucks. I, parts of it are good. You, I, 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 there's a couple things I like there, but it's overpriced for what it is. But r- regardless, like, like every time I turn around in Charlotte's airport, I'm just like, shit. There's another like tap room, yep. whatever. Like it's crazy. Like everybody's got one now. It's like Old Mac Sycamore Triple C and Noda, Noda, and Wicked Weed. Oh, but okay. and I mean like, I, so there's you know four local to Charlotte and one local to North Carolina. So I mean that's still five. Like, yeah, that's, which that's, is is nuts. And, and, you know, I can remember, because out of the three of us, I probably would go to the airport the most for work, even... Back in the day. Even back in the day. I can remember when it was just Noda. And I can remember um, one of my coworkers was coming in from Rochester, and her mm-hmm. husband was into beer. And I'm like, hey, you should stop by this tap room and get some four-packs to go, because you could back then take four-packs on the flight. And then I told her, get hop drop, and... Yeah, take this stuff, but it's crazy that it's it's grown that much. Yeah. Mr. Wells, what Yo, did you do? I've been all over the place um, just in the last week. So, oh boy, where to start? Where to start? I guess chronologically. Um, start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. And when That's you come a, to the end, stop. 
Emmertown. Gotcha. So, uh, a Cornelius area brewery has opened up a location in the Gold District of South End without okay. any sort of whatever. Um, it's just like, hi, we're here, and we're called Alongside Brewing. And I'm like, Alongside, okay, uh, which carries nothing but ass clown beer. Oh. oh, and they've got cocktails and wine and all that stuff. So essentially, this is like a satellite ass clown location. Now, there's a name I have not heard. In case you need, a, in case you need a side piece of ass clown. Yeah, and somebody pointed this out to me, like, oh, like is this going to be like another? Because we already have like South End, but now we have the Gold mm-hmm. District, and I'm like, so this is right around the corner from Frothy Beard. So now we have the Frothy Ass District of Charlotte. <laughs> <sighs> Anybody want it? Like, when's their first collaboration? You know, it's like a, a milk stout called Ass Froth. You know, God. like hazelnut <laughs> and uh, chocolate and coffee. I, I, I prefer a Santorum stout. That kind of just gets that word across. You know, in case y'all forgot what that was, uh, just look it up. God. Um, what is wrong with us? I'm not doing I, your own research for you or whatever. I don't know. Why are we broken? We are broken. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. True. So went to that, and then I'm like, oh, cool. I've been to, like, every single brewery in Charlotte now. And Liz is like, "Uh, no, there's one big one that we have not been to. Sorry, before you get to that one. Oh, yeah. I have to ask because it's been years since I had a beer from Ass Clown. I mean, literal years. Yeah. Was it any good at all? Okay, so I had the... Dark chocolate sea salt stout, okay. which tasted exactly the way I remembered it. Okay, it's nothing special. It's just good. Like okay. it's a dark chocolate sea salt stout. Nailed it. Congratulations. Um, have, have they hopped on the haze train? I did have a sip of somebody somebody else's hazy. Okay, and that was when I realized, like, oh, something tells me Asclown doesn't dechlorinate their water because that tasted terrible. Yikes. Uh, that that was one of the worst beers I've had in a minute. Uh, my friend was barely able to put his down, and I'm just like, well, there's oh, there's oh, the ass mean, clown that I know and love. Or no one not able to finish his beer, or, as yeah, opposed like he put, was able to put, put his back. glass down. He just couldn't finish the yeah yeah, yeah yeah pretty much. So, um, and then I'm like, okay, they've got a barrel age or an imperial stout with with uh, vanilla. Let's let's give this a shot. And I was prepared to shit on it. I'm like, no, this is actually pretty pretty actually really good so then it's it's like it's always been they can make a good style they can make that stuff in their ipas or dog shit i think so okay. and i just I took a look at other things it's like oh you've got like the peppermint dark chocolate stout which i'm like, eh, not really a peppermint fan and you know ipas don't really trust you then they've got like a chili beer and i just remember that being like obnoxiously hot and you know I was done. I had like two two beers there and a couple samples of other friend stuff, and I'm I'm out of here. So I did go to Frothy Beard because I haven't been there pretty much since they opened. Okay, it was absolutely dead, and I'm like, how much longer are y'all like, how when yeah. when are how are y'all doing, and how much longer are you going to be trying to do this? When when because <laughs> that would what be type the, of, what time of week was this? It was a Wednesday. So, but. Still, I mean, that should be like an average, maybe. Oh, sure. But we were the only two people in there. <clears throat> and that's like, oh, what do we want to do? I'm like, well, we're here, so we're going to like go through with this. But <laughs> uh, 
We've already made the commitment. I know, but... I mean, it's kind of like those kiosks at the mall. We're going back to the mall here, but those kiosks at the mall, like, nobody ever buys anything from, nobody ever talks to people. The people who are running the cash the cash register are literally just serving on the phone. They have no interest in doing anything with you. Like, yep. how, what's the what's the loss look like there? Like, it, I, I gotta feel like they're bleeding money out at that point. And do you, like, they've got brewing equipment, but are they using it? Are they going to use it? Is it just going to sit unused? Like the brewery, I guess, Bramari had the space before that, but didn't brew there. I mean, I guess it's nice to have it there in the event that you start selling and you need some extra production. But it probably doesn't make sense to move any production there unless you've got a legitimate reason for it. Why have a brewer at two places? Yeah. If you've, well, because if you've got a brewer... Like, just have them come up a couple times, like, maybe once a month for a couple days, knock out a couple patches, have, like, a good sellerman that can kind of keep an eye on things. I don't know. It's not that far to Charleston. You can really do both. But you've, I, I don't understand the places that are like, oh, we're going to set up a tap room in Charlotte, and we're only going to be in this tap room. Uh, we're going to talk about that in our first story tonight. But it's kind of like, I feel like you need... Uh, beer on the shelf to kind of advertise that you have a tap room here. Because mm-hmm. if I see beer on the shelf and I'm like, oh, XYZ Brewery made in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, I didn't know about them. I should go visit is kind of the way I think about things. Like that's, or that's the place that just opened. Maybe I'll try, I'll get a four pack of frothy beer because that's a, a smaller investment right. when you think about time and money and gas and parking and all that stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll try a four pack. And if I like their beer, well, then, like, maybe it's worth checking out. Or maybe it's not offensive. Maybe it's, you know, like, let's go. Cool. Let's go try it. Well, we also have, um, oh, crap. I mean, they've got a lot of, like, package they could easily put out in the market. But I remember when Artisan Beverage or what, Brewers at Yancey, whatever, them motherfuckers, the Six Point, all that stuff showed up in Charlotte. But it wasn't really until the CLT brewed stuff really started popping out into the market that I'm like oh cool well congratulations you're a Charlotte brewery now like because I see your stuff on shelves because you're actually making things that say brewed in Charlotte I mean that's a great advertisement for their tap room so yeah it just seems like there's a lot of a lot of places that are opening it's almost like they're they're hoping they'll just like by nature of drafting everyone else they'll be somehow like fall over successful because they've got a unique location and maybe people will come and visit. I just don't see how that business model works in today's environment. I don't either. This just seems like a Hail Mary pass from both places. So you've got like two Hail Mary breweries in a block. Oh, and I was going to say like, honestly, uh, because that one is near the stadium, right? Yeah. And both of them are alongside is, I mean, you can see one from the parking lot of the other. Okay, so, I mean, maybe, I don't know, crazy talk here, but maybe because the Panthers are dog shit, they don't have a lot of foot traffic this season, that could be affecting things, too. I mean, that yep. I, I don't know if either of you watched the, the Panthers game, but it sounded like a Packers home game, because it was. Yeah, up I until mean, the was, very end, and then I'm sad. Yeah, but I mean, it was a fucking Packers home game. That's how loud it was. I mean, Packers travel. Everybody knows. Oh that. yeah, yeah. yeah. But and then <clears throat> the week before, they were literally selling tickets for forty-five cents. <laughs> That's how bad. Well, okay, okay, but like, so not but having you, that foot traffic, I wonder how much it really does affect some with of these. Thirteen dollars in fees. 
Well, thirteen dollars. That's I was about to say forty five dollars in fees, but you know, it's still a fifty dollar ticket. But no. but I, you're right, Josh. I like I, I look at that and and I, and I can't help but wonder. Do they get foot trap? Like when we were at Hot Fly a couple months ago, you know, the manager was was very forthcoming saying that, you know, when there is especially like a Charlotte FC game, yep. like he's got to line out the door. Yep. And there's a wait to get in. And like, like, I totally makes sense. But I have to believe that's where frothy parrot beard and, and <laughs> Bermarnie's ass ass you know, like whatever it is I, I gotta believe like that's their theory as well we're close to the stadium location 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 but the thing is we were at hot fly which is what a block away mm-hmm. yeah do you recall seeing them nope and i kind of worry if it's not like that one weird steampunk place over there by old mech if people don't know what's there people don't know how to get to it but it wasn't like over there by Old Mech enough. It was a really weird five minute drive away. Sure. And and this is maybe closer to Hopfly, but still I mean, unless you've just got a lot of, you know, event parking nearby. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, good luck to him, you know, have fun storm in the castle. But, <laughs> right. You know. I mean, Josh and I went over we were going to visit Bramari on a day that there was like a bowl game or some sort of event going on in South End. And we noped out of that area real yep. quick because I thought, like, I wonder how busy Bramari is. Bramari was slammed. Yep. And I'm like, well, we're not doing this because this is miserable. And I know Josh doesn't like crowds, and I don't like that sports team that was set up there. So let's just not. Yeah. Let's let's nope out. How about new? No? Yeah. All right. Sorry. That was a good side jag. Final place that you went. Final place that I went. Okay. So now... I've I've one hundred percented at least until another place opens up. One hundred percent at all the brewers in Charlotte. Uh, my white whale is the new Sycamore location, and my God, they have money. Uh, well, yeah. Nah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like look at how much money we have, kind of thing. It's really? it's like a two level thing. They've got like a coffee shop counter. They've got a pizza counter. They've got an indoor bar, like a big bar on the main level. They've got two other bars upstairs. They've got a bar outside. They're selling $12 hot chocolate with uh, a shot of bourbon in it, which I definitely read as like a $12 add-on to the base $5. And then The like, menu does look like... It did. It, I, I it thought it was re- 5 plus 12, and no, it's just... 12 all in, but damn. Which I I would honestly not have been surprised either way. Yeah. Correct. But I'm not paying. That's another thing. Prices. Uh, the cocktails at the alongside brewing were uh, 15 to $20. Go fuck yourself. I will pay. Excuse I me? I will pay $15 cocktails at like Idlewild or at Humbug. I, I, but, if I'm going to a cocktail bar, oh, yes. Exactly. But. You cannot tell me this is a $15. You cannot tell me this is a $20 cocktail. Yeah, get the fuck out. I know. So. Yeah. I, see, like, cocktail, yeah. cocktail like, I, I appreciate the fact you guys love that. I appreciate the fact that you're willing to talk about it. I, cocktails are one of those things like hard seltzers. Like, I just, like, I, I just rather do this at home. I, I mean, like, okay, great. Oh, but if somebody makes a really good, like, you know, cocktail, you know, $20, I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like. Okay, so For twice that I can buy pretty much what I need. You can, but God, this is gonna sound so fucking douchey. Because you are douchey. Go ahead. But having somebody who actually understands the mixology portion of it gives you the right portions, 
has access to some knowledge maybe you don't. Like, I have never had a better old-fashioned in my life than when I had one at the Crunkleton. And it was, hands down, the best old-fashioned I have ever had. Or when I was in Medellin, I went up to their Skytop bar and they made me a um, Paloma. Best fucking Paloma I have ever had in my life. Could it be that you were at the Skytop bar and any Paloma that you would have had would have been awesome? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, again, we can talk first beer syndrome. We can talk about how, like, your environment will absolutely impact your enjoyment of a beverage. Yes, that's true. When you go into a place like whatever's lungs ass clowns side yep. or whatever you know side clowns ass when you do place like that and you already have in the back of your mind that's kind of like i know what to expect i know who they are you know you've you've already got a little bit of a grudge you may not enjoy it at all when you go in and you're like oh this is going to be great and they like tweak your nipples in the right way and you get all oh. super excited oh it felt so good i know right like <laughs> like i get it and tweak them harder baby and, and again like I, I'm, I'm not disputing that it was probably a, a very good cocktail yes no 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 and I, I totally see your point too i do i do absolutely i'm just you know me i'm cheap i know i just love i'm not going to order a gin and tonic while i'm out i can do that at home yes but if you have some sort of like rare like not rare but like some sort of amaro that features in a cocktail that if i bought an entire bottle of this to make this cocktail at home i would probably still have half a bottle of that amaro left on my deathbed right i'm going to order that cocktail out because i don't want to i don't have the room or the will to like have all these specialty liqueurs yes and that's fair yes the 100 percent fair i mean you know it's like everything else having to Having all of the, the, the tools in the kit to produce what you want to produce, like there's a cost involved there in yeah. $20. If you're not going to do it a lot, like I'm not here to tell you how to spend your money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like an old fashioned, I'll have one, maybe two a year. Or like a Paloma. Like I haven't had one since I was in Medellin, and I probably won't until I go back. My Paloma. But, you know, it's one of those things where when you're out and you're about, I, I think it's worth it. But I get Jeff's point, too, and, and like well said, I'm not going to order a fucking gin and tonic or something yeah. that I can easily make at home. Yeah, I, I'm going to order something that either takes skill or has specialty shit that yeah. I'm just not going to keep on hand. It's my same basic theory behind steak and pulled pork. Yes. Like, I, I have a hard time spending the markup that everybody wants for those types of things when... I know I can get so much more for my dollar if I do it at home. Plus, I'm at home. Plus, my beer's cheaper. Plus, I like mine better. Like, is there anything worse than ordering something that you make at home? And it's just like, it's not even like halfway as good as what you make. Like, it's so frustrating. It really is. But, so maybe my version of that is every now and then when I'm out, I'll get a brisket. Yeah. Because, like, committing to a $60 hunk of meat is... And the chunk of time that it takes to cook that well, yeah. whatever. So, so, sometimes, yeah. they, you know, like I get it. Yeah. To each their own. Absolutely. Wow. I was about to say, is it time for break? No, it's time for stories. Well, I was going to say, remember, we're going to do our top 10 first. Oh, we're going to do our top 10 first. Yeah. Oh, look at us. Probably, yeah. probably jump into some of that, huh? Episode, yeah. episode is- two will be the news. Okay. I wanted to get this out before the end of the year. So. Oh, wow. Fair so enough. We, Fair enough. So we've had a lot of talking about things on our mind and 
now we're about to have some more talking about non-news events. Yes. So oh, man. I have no honorable mentions. Well, no. I would assume you don't either. Hell no. All <laughs> right. So, Jeff. I, I've got four. Right. Um, I'll do them quickly. The uh, Ravinia Food Truck Pilsner. Okay. Actually, that was on my list today, and I ended up taking it off. So, as honorable mention. Yeah. Good job. Uh, Revolution's West Coast Hero. One of my favorite, like, delivered on exactly what I wanted it to be. Yep. Um, Heist's La Cerveza Con Limon. Um, okay. Probably my most purchased heist beer all year long. Cool. I, I mean, if I went through, I went through more than a case of that. Nice. And then uh, Zillico is Oatmeal Stout. Ah, yes. I mean, I, I guess like, technically I could call that an honorable. Yeah, I, it, like all, all, none of these are like big shockers and like whatever, but like, you know, like it was, I thought it was real good. So, all right. All right. So, uh, Jeff, what is your number 10? Uh, number 10 from episode 514, the Lumberbeer Double Barrel Black Daylight. You know, like Lumberbeard's this this super interesting place that they're very small. They they don't have like a shit ton of production, but they pump out a lot of stuff. And they have these beers that just absolutely take me by surprise. Because I forget like Washington doesn't have an ABV cap. Yeah. And so it's just like Scott will send me like, oh yeah, here's this like five and a half percent, you know, pale ale. And here's a, a fresh hopped IPA that's like six and a half. And then here's this like 13 or 14 percent double barrel aged with like vanilla for days. Yeah. Um, absolutely love that lumber beard. Cool. Mr. Wells. My number 10, one that I am 100 percent sure will not show up on either of your top tens, maybe in your bottom ten. Uh, the Resident Culture Working Lunch. It was a goza with uh, sea salt, obviously, watermelon, and cucumber. Yeah. That absolutely hit the spot for me. Yeah. And I learned about y'all that you hate watermelon and cucumber and all that fun shit. So I don't. I hate gozas. There you go. So Jeff hates one half of it. You hate the <laughs> yes. other. And by I, your yeah. powers combined, you hated, hated, hated what I brought. Completely. Exactly. There's we, my tip. We both hated it, but for different reasons. Cor- correct, but I've but I've not like received that much pushback from both of you in that amount, like equally. It was amazing. Yeah. Speaking of powers combining, from episode four ninety, four hands Voltron volume one. Oh, it was a real good beer. Yep, absolutely, beer. absolutely. All right, Jeff, what's your nine? Uh, number nine, uh, episode four sixty nine, Heights Ruthless Mercy. I had a hard time making this one my number nine. Um, but it's also one of those beers that like, it's really, really, really good. And this is the one that, uh, they had found the barrel that had been used to make vanilla extract. And so it was just like, again, vanilla and vanilla and vanilla and vanilla. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely excellent. Loved it. Shared it with as many people as I could. Super great. Um, I, I like, again, I kind of feel bad making it number nine, but yeah. when I think about the beers that I would like. I loved it. It was a moment in time. I don't know that I want to go back to it a lot of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. good enough. I would absolutely drink it if it was put in front of me, but um, some of these other ones I'd rather have first. Fair well, enough. Wow. Uh, I have some thoughts on that beer later. About violins. Uh Number nine for me, Sideways Farm. Uh, this little brewery outside Brevard that I went to, they had the Eed, Eed Road. It's a farmhouse sale. Uh-huh. And it was just a lovely little farmhouse ale that I just enjoyed the hell out of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't get a lot of just, I don't know, maybe it hit the spot. Maybe it was, they were getting ready to go through some ownership switch ups and everything. And I was nervous for them, but 
I'm glad I got a chance to check them out while they were still good. I hope they can continue making things on that quality level. Josh, what's your number nine? From episode 466, Heists, Everyday Sipping Beer. That was so good. Just a good, solid ESB. It's, man, it's one of those things. And you know what? I will say this right now. That is not my only heist beer to show up, which is impressive. a lot. Number one. Number two, neither of them are hazies, which, man, talk about a brewery that is really kind of They've turned a corner to me in a way that I did not expect because it was the Haysboro place, and now it's uh, it's up there with a lot of local breweries that I'm like, I trust just about everything they do at this point, which is crazy. <clears throat> Number eight. What you got, Jeff? Number eight for me, um, from episode 473, the Schilling Indicator. The Barrel Age, Footer Age, Doppelbach. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I was scrolling through, I was looking at all the stuff that I had tapped. I'm like, ooh, yeah, that one was real nice. Wells? Mr. Wells? Uh, clocking in at number eight, um, Southern Grist out of Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. made a wonderful uh, beer called Hoppy Crisp. That's a Pilsner that was uh, dry hopped with Nelson Salvine hops. I love me a good Nelson anything. I love me a good crispy boy but you're telling me it's a nelson solving crispy boy let's go super good josh you're number eight my number eight from episode 485 from i think it's baroque barique barique their malbach their my bach or my bach sorry their barrel age my bach was damn good wells and i loved it damn straight damn good beer absolutely amazing that's from nashville by the way Mm -hmm. correct mr jeff Episode 513, Heist again shows up with the Elegant Destruction Double Barrel. You know, sometimes you get these double barrel stouts and they're just like, they're good. You know, they're complimentary. But man, something about that second barrel. And was it port? It wasn't port. It was uh, Heaven Hill and Cognac. Cognac. Thank you. Like, as much as I love Heist stouts, Mm -hmm. again, one of the things that kind of held me back a little bit on that vanilla stout of theirs was that it got to be a little too much. It could be a little too sweet. It's hard to solo. I get that. The vanilla just, and again, that's why I loved it, was the vanilla slapped you in the face. But like, it just, there wasn't enough, like like it, just, it would wear you out quickly. Whereas that Elegant Destruction, that Cognac did such a good job of like kind of clearing your palate almost and preparing you for the next sip. It was so excellent. I loved it a lot. Wells? Coming in at number seven for me. Hi, I feel like Josh just talked about this one because he did. It's the Barrique Barrel Aged Maybach. Uh, for my seven, I I love this. I bought like a four pack while I was there. Um, came home and saw that they had just done like a drop at Salud. Uh, I bought more. I drank more. Uh, I would have bought a shitload more if it was available to me. If I lived in Nashville. I would be at Barrique once a week. I love that spot, and everything they make is that good. Josh. From episode 506, Monday Night's Royal Raptor. Very nice. Yeah, I mean... Co-signed. Yeah, Monday Night's just one of those places where, you know, we, we question a lot. We were just talking about it. Why some breweries come to Charlotte. Monday night was one of those. I know all three of us were just 
ecstatic yeah. about being very excited there. still not sure why but glad they did yeah exactly like i don't get it but i'm not mad at it yeah right Alright, Jeff, you're number six. Um, I'm gonna copy Wells here a little bit. I'm going uh episode four ninety nine's Sideways Farm and Brewery, the Eed Road Farmhouse. Man, sometimes you just get a hold of a good like horse blanket farmhouse and yeah. it just like it reminds you why that style is so accessible and yep. it just makes you sad that nobody else can do it well. Yep. Wells. Woo, number six for me. Uh, it's a beer that Jeff's already talked about tonight. Uh, the Heist Elegant Destruction. Uh, something about a double-barreled Imperial Stout, uh, Heaven Hill barreled, and then additional cognac layering. It's great. It doesn't need any adjuncts. Just give me them soaking wet barrels, please, and thank you. Yes. Josh. My number six, which do we want to do our break after this? And sure. Do our top five? Okay. So mine was one of Jeff's honorable mentions, Zillicoa's Oatmeal Stout. So good. Very good. I mean, that is one of my favorite styles of beer. And when it's done well and it's amazing, I'm in love. So I'll tell you why, I, or uh, a sign that a beer is a good beer. Okay. okay, so like if you are like me and you trade beer with people, um, there are those beers that you pull from your fridge that you're like, I am so excited for this person to try that beer. Right. And then there are those that you're like, maybe I'll just hold this one to myself. And then it's like, I, I really, I both want someone to try this, but also I don't want to give it up. Like that's the struggle, right? That's yeah. the real compromise. And totally. That oatmeal stout was right there. I, there was... More than once that I was like, well, do they really? What they, maybe they won't appreciate it yeah. enough. Maybe I'll just hang on to this yeah, one just in case. Won't like but it. Nobody needs to know. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, that was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Uh, one of those spots that I need to get up to at some point. Not not only for their beer, but for their tacos. Because Mr. Wells says they have amazing tacos too. I've got really bad news. They don't have tacos anymore. There's been the taco truck is no longer. No oh. longer there. It doesn't matter. Like, look, their beers are fantastic. They still bring food trucks in over there, but God, it's just gone. I don't know what happened. Right. I miss them already. All right. Well, we're gonna go take our break. We'll come back. We're gonna do our typical buy no buy, but we will also hit through our top five. So we'll see y'all in thirty. It's time for Buy No Buy, and we're going to do this one a little differently. We're going to hit our top fives as well after each beer review. So, oh, Lordy. Buy No Buy, pretty simple. We've been drinking beer. We give it a one. We give it a zero. Sometimes they may end up on our top fives. Or top tens. Or top tens. I mean, technically, yes. Or on roll mentions. Yes, that's true. So, Jeff, what's our first beer up that is actually very interesting that we're having? So, um, thanks to Tim, uh, newish friend of mine from The Buzz, uh, we got to talking one day about work travel, and he happened to be going to Wisconsin. I'm like, you know, if you have the opportunity to pick up some spotted cow, I would love to have some spotted cow. 
Because, you know, Spotted Cow, famously, you cannot get distributed outside of Wisconsin. Correct. New Glarus in general, yeah. Yeah, yeah New Glarus in general. It, it is... Uh, New Glarus is in one of the top, like, what is it, like, top five producing craft breweries in the country. But we have a history where we had, <laughs> we had a bottle. And so Josh has this, like chest freezer that he has a special like temperature control thing on so it'll cycle on the the compressor so it kind of acts like a giant refrigerator yep and instead of you know doing its freezing function yeah in theory yeah until the little controller bonks out and then the bottle of spotted cow that we had how many years ago Oh God! Yeah, I mean, we could look it, it up. It, yeah, it's you could been look it up least. while I'm expounding here. It, if you wanted to look it up, but you know, I some, don't. Some some years ago we had it, but it was it was basically like a spotted cow slushy. Yep. And I'm here to tell you that if your your beer turns into a slushy, there's really not a whole lot you can do to save it. Nope. So you know, here we are, like what seven or eight years later, we're having spotted cow. Now, one of the other things that's kind of famous for Spotted Cows, they bottle condition. It's a farmhouse ale, um, and it's just excellent. Um, I was a little nervous with the can just because I wasn't sure how well that conditioning would, would parlay from the old days. It definitely tastes a little different, but then again, it's been so many years since I've had it. Who's to say you couldn't just search for Spotted Jive? It only showed up once. It's like not even in the spreadsheet. Oh, we may not have even like logged it because it was slushified. It's very possible. Very possible. So at any given rate, um, Spotted Cow, excellent. One of those beers that you need to have on your list of beers to try. If you've got somebody that lives in that general area that you can trade for it, it's a great beer. Um, Temper your expectations. It's not going to be some like, you know, milkshake, hazy, double stout, blah, blah, blah. We just did this beer a year ago which, from Chase. I don't believe it. <laughs> but um, regardless, good beer. Loved it then. Love it now. Buy for me. Wells? I bought it before. I'll buy it again. Josh? Of course I'll buy it again. It was 2014, by the way, was the first time that we, there we actually, go. actually tried it, and it was a weird slushy. That's weird that I typed in spotted, and it did not show up. Maybe you don't know how to spell spotted. No, I did. Okay. It, it pulled up the, th- this one. Didn't pull up the rest. I mean, of course, yes. We've bought it now twice. So, yeah. Duh. I mean, it's, it's a well-made what it is. And it's a fun beer to, you know, cross off that bucket list, I guess, if you want to call it that. Because it is so weird that you cannot get this thing outside of Wisconsin. 100%. 100%. All right. So, what is your number five beer, Jeff? See, I wasn't... Beer right. of the year... All right, number five for me from episode 489, Fremont's Batch 6000. Ah, yes. A nice barrel-aged barley wine English style, of course. Um, man, the thing was, like, I had expectations and, and fairly lofty expectations as well going into that beer. But also it was kind of that one of those, like, of all the Fremont barrel-aged beers, this one's probably going to be, like, you know, in that kind of mid-tier, like, whatever. And uh, I, I never have I been so wrong. It absolutely blew me away. Fantastic. Loved it to death. Yep. Big buy. Oh, per- wait. I mean, number five. Perhaps well, we may talk about that again shortly. Uh, yeah, we absolutely will. Uh, um, 
coming in for my number five, Breakside, Let Your Indulgence Set Me Free. Correct. Noise. I I love me some barrel-aged stouts, and uh, I love me some Breakside, and Breakside makes one hell of a barrel-aged beer, and that's all there is to say about that. Josh. So my number five was lower on Jeff's list. I think it was six or seven. It is Lumberbeard's Double Barrel Black Daylight, because, whoo, that fucking beer was fantastic. So you're really going to hate me. So I, I got the double porch bomb this last week. One from Chuck and one from Scott. Um, one of the beers is here tonight because, uh-huh. you know, he was like, you've got to have this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm in, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, when you're going through a, um, you know, a porch bomb and you're kind of like digging through the nooks and crannies, and then suddenly there's this yellow can in there. And I'm like, oh, is that a can of double barrel black daylight? It was. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. All right, back to normal buy no buy. Next beer up. Jeff, uh, next beer got? up is um, so so again one of the beers that Scott was very excited to send me. So uh, a couple episodes or a few episodes back during fresh hop season, uh, Scott sent the fresh hop friends. It was a, a collaboration between Bale Breaker and Russian River. Mm-hmm. And we all went crazy about it. It was uh-huh. awesome. Um, and then Bale Breaker's like, oh well, okay, cool. We'll do something like that again. Uh, this time we're going to collaborate with people, you know, kind of in the general vicinity of Yakima Valley. Okay. So uh, this one's called Friendsgiving. All right. Which I, you know, I love the play on words. Yes. Um, but it's Bale Breaker. And, you know, this little brewery that we've heard of called Single Hill. You might remember them from like last year. Yeah. Ooh, we're ooh. Loving all of their beers. Yeah. Wandering Hop, Varietal. We've had some of their stuff. Coichi Creek, uh, Coichi Creek Valley, Fifth Line, Shorthead and Outskirts. Um, this beer slaps. I freaking love this. Thank you, Scott. I love you too. Um, I, this this is this is amazing, and I and I and I heart it very much. Uh, it's a big, huge buy for me. Well, I had to go back for thirds. Yeah, I had to get Josh seconds before you uh, killed it. Sorry, I didn't kill it, but you're right. Yeah, I had to go back for thirds. That's enough of a, it, you know, whatever. I really enjoyed it. It's that damn good. It was that good. Josh. This beer doesn't slap. This beer fucks. Holy shit. <clears throat> wow, 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 wow. That's all I can say. Wow. All right, Jeff, what's your number four? They're the same beer. I'm not, uh, my bad. Well, you poured, no, that's, that's the, that's this one. Yep, that's what we're getting ready to talk about. Oh, my bad. Yep. From um, episode 490, the beer that you guys oddly hated on, I almost wish I could bring it back on now to show how wrong you were, but the um, very special old gravedigger from Revolution. Just a nice, old-aged scotch ale. Like, it's just so good. It's just so good. It's just... It's one of those, you know, like, you know it's a Revolution beer right away. Yeah. It is sweet, but also a little dry. The caramel from the Scotch Ale is is nice. And maybe I've gone through a couple of cans slowly and comfortably over the course of an evening, and I know what I'm talking about. But you both were just kind of like, yeah, I don't like it. You're wrong. Fair enough. We can be wrong. Mr. Wells. Number four. 
Uh, Fremont's patch 6,000. I mean, it is good to see that, like, you know, we record all year long and our top 10 is just 80% the same beer just trading places <laughs> right. amongst us. So, right. Uh, we had that on the show, and then I don't know if one of us brought it on or if it was just like a, a, at a barley wine, uh, out of season barley wine bonanza. Because I had it there too. Somebody had a different batch. It wasn't batch 6,000. Nope, 100%. Barley wine was? Yes. So I had it there too, and I really enjoyed it. Like, that's that's one of those that stood out for me at that uh, event. It's got to be barrel age 6,000 in number six, or uh, four slot. Josh? I'm actually right there with you on my number four. Same beer. <laughs> Bingo. Because holy shit, that was amazing. Maybe if you've got access to Fremont or know somebody that does... The Fremont Batch 6000. Seek it out. Might be worth your time. Absolutely. All right. Next beer up in the normal buy no buy. Uh, next beer up. Uh, we, we, you know, so again, dual porch bomb, one of which was a chuck bomb. So, like, womp, womp. yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, so, this is a beer from Fairwinds out of Lorton, Virginia, which last time I checked is not close to Georgia at all. But um, maybe he traveled. Nah. Um, this is their Howling Gale IPA. Uh, which, you know, I found was just like a nice, perfectly fine IPA. I think it got completely eclipsed by Friendsgiving. Um, sometimes that's just the way the lineup shakes out. Uh, but it was fine. I, I would I would buy some of this, especially like if I'm in Lorton, Virginia. I don't even know where Lorton is, so it doesn't mean anything. But if I'm in Virginia and I Probably see this. Probably some military installation. Yeah, like, like I, I would buy this. Yeah, sure. Wells? I won't. Uh, I mean, it's clean, but I can't help but. There's like something lurking in the background that's just not vibing with me. I don't know if it's like a, a like a a water treatment note or something they did to it, but it's just not hitting kind of the way I want it to. And it and it's also just getting destroyed by Friendsgiving. So <laughs> let's be honest. It, order matters. It's a no buy. Josh. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you, Mr. Wells. Um, it's man at best, and Friendsgiving just absolutely came in and said, fuck off. So, no bye. Uh, Jeff, what's your number three? Uh, number three for me, episode 500's Revolution, very special old Ryeway. I figured. I mean, I can't have a top ten without having a Ryeway in there somewhere, and that was my number three this year. Uh, very good. Again, Revolution and the Barrel H stuff. Ryeway to Heaven, my favorite, you know, like, Desert Island beer which is crazy, but you know, hey. it's, it's fantastic. And yeah, you can, <laughs> uh, real talk. Uh, if it's a holiday weekend and you, you've already had a beer and you have like half of that one, and you kind of feel like taking a nap and then you wake up after an hour or so, because for whatever reason, Andor just isn't that interesting to you. The beer still tastes great. Good to know. <laughs> Wells, B- how about you? Bummed about Andor. Number three. It's episode one. Okay. Sorry. Man, I have been just, I guess, on a vanilla kick in 2023. Uh, we've talked about this uh, twice already, but what's one more time? Lumberbeard coming in with the Black Daylight uh, Vanilla Barrel Age Stout. That's, or double, that was a double barrel Black Daylight. Correct. Yeah. We did not have some like wussy ass single barrel. No, we didn't. Daylight. That was vanilla, like, 
I mean, that was a more recent one that we had. And I just remember saying, this is like the second best vanilla treatment of a beer that I've seen this year. And yet. I, and, and yet. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Exactly. Oh, uh, right, right, right. So it'll be the second highest placing of vanilla beer on my top 10 list. Out of the three on your list? Out of the two. Oh, you didn't have the, um, the heist? Oh, I see. That's next. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, I Spoiler. way to go. I'm sorry. Edit, I, just edit that. Out. I just love vanilla beers. So it turns out, Josh, where's yours? My number three from episode four sixty one. Okay, you can stop that shit. From heist, we we'll get violence. <laughs> yep. Like honestly, again, I know I said it, but. The fact that Heist has made my list for two beers that are not hazies. One was an ESB. One is just a fucking amazing stout. Like, we're getting to the point where just trust. Trust has been yeah. built, which is yeah. such a weird experience because we all remember what Heist was like. Yeah. OG facility, and it was nine half horizons. I, I will say... I am still hesitant when I see it's a quenchel. Like I know you guys like it and that's oh, fine, God, I but I just, I don't I think I just don't love the base recipe enough to care. I get it. Like I get like it. so when they do like variants of it, I'm just like ah. It's, it's not. If you had the cold quenchel, the cold IPA, we had it on the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, fun. You'll notice I've not talked about it, and I'm telling you now I'm not talking about it in my next two. Fair Omar. enough. All right, Jeff. Back to normal buy no buy next beer. Uh, next beer up, thanks, Scott, for um, the Fremont Headful of Dynamite. This is Headful of Dynamite version 51. It's a hazy IPA with Strata, Idaho 7, and Idaho 7 Cryo. I love me some Idaho 7, y'all. What about Cryo? Uh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Uh, that said, like I really was expecting a little more bitterness on this one. Maybe it's the haze. Um, it, it was good. Uh, I would buy it. I, I'm absolutely not turning away any Fremont you know, IPAs period. Um, not my favorite dynamite, but it's still really good and I would buy it. So yes, buy. Wells. That's really easy. It's a very easy drinking beer for a 6.8 percenter. Correct. Um, kind of a light body, a little lighter than I prefer my hazies, but the flavors are all there and I really enjoyed it. And I'm going to be buying it right with Jeff. Josh. This beer is Dynamite! Yes, absolutely. Say that 51 times. Nope. Good. Although, can we talk about the fact that hop strains are really starting to sound like weed strains? Like the Idaho 7 already. Idaho 7 Cryo. I know it doesn't because they're cousins, but it's just kind of funny to me that we're getting to that point of is this a weed strain or a hop strain? I'm not sure. Hmm. There's a game to play. Yeah. That right? I will fail at miserably, but you know, like I'll do pretty good. Yeah. All right, Jeff. What's pretty, your number two? Pretty good. Uh number two for me on my list. Uh from episode five oh nine. Bale Bakers. Bale Breakers, Fresh Hop Friends. Guess what? That's mine too. So I know you're upset at me for having uh an extra can of the black daylight. You motherfucker. Scott texted me one day and he's like, dude, I was at this place that I've been to with him one time, you know, in Spokane. He's like, I was there and 
they had this four pack like shoved in the back. It's like I think nobody saw it. He snagged it. Like I had one this weekend. It still holds up. Number two. Fresh Hop Friends. Hellbreaker yeah. and Russian River. How about you, Wells? Number two. Uh, this was one I brought back from a trip to Denver. Uh, the Burns Family Artisanal Ales provided this. Uh, it is called Gallivant. It is a barley wine aged in gin barrels. Um, this was one of the most fun beers that I got a chance to have this year. Right. Something about a barley wine aged, like coupled with all those botanicals and, mm-hmm. and the notes from the barrel and everything. I just, I, I loved it. And I wish I could have spent all afternoon there. But Bar, uh, Burns Family's. Uh, opening up a second facility in Denver, Ooh. and that uh, just means I'm going to have to go back and check them out. Oh, no. I know. It sucks. Josh, what's your number two? Well, we already discussed what my number two is, and I'm mad at Jeff because he's got a four-pack of it. That's I, do, I do not. I do not. I do not. Yeah, because you drank them all. No, I had two cans. Oh, okay. Fair. Scott found a four-pack. Okay, he kept two. He kept two of them, okay. and he graciously okay. sent me two of them, okay. and this is why I love him. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, because, yeah. goddamn, that's an amazing-ass beer. All right, Jeff, n- uh, next beer up in our Buy No Buys. In our Buy No Buys uh, from Zool in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is Adidas, which I think is what all day I dream about. Simcoe? Correct. Um, Soccer? Sex? Simcoe. Um, you know, a nice, light 8.2% double IPA, you know. Okay. It doesn't drink like an 8%. Nope. Um, it's nice. You know, even being Simcoe, I don't feel like it is overtly Simcoe. Like, maybe the hazy kind of mellows it out a little bit. Because Simcoe can be a little bit oppressive. It's cat pissy when I, it's done but, in certain ways. But but I, I really appreciate this beer. Uh, to me, this is another winner from Zool. Would buy. Will buy. Well, it's got like a kind of a melony uh, note to it that I don't get with a lot of Simcoe. IPAs. I'm really enjoying this. I had to raise an eyebrow because 8.2%. Holy cow. I thought this was like in the sevens. Um, it's quite pleasant. It's quite lovely. It's very easy to drink. And I'm absolutely going to buy this. Josh, what are you going to do? I am so conflicted with Zool because we had such a terrible experience and you keep bringing these beers on and we, I'm like... We had two I am shit trained, beers at that festival. I am trained to hate them at this point. And yet you're making me like them. Stop. So, like, Stop. how long have we been doing this show? Better yet, how long has Wells been on this show? And how long has he been bringing on beer that you say, well, I'm not going to like this because I had a bad experience at one time. And yet, then you're like, mm, but I like this beer. Like, when will you just, like, shut trust, your pie hole. Trust the process. And Is just that accept it. Just accept it. Take it all and be fine with it. Look, it's like your three Floyds experience. I mean, people, people you, change. You have, like, we have to be able to to grow and adapt. We and do change. We do. Our palates change. Our opinions change. Like, that's okay. And I'm just gonna say this: I've been to Zool uh, twice now. Obviously, I've brought some beers back, but I've had a lot more there. There's a reason I keep going back, and a reason I keep bringing beers here. I mean, I get it. I do. It's just, I guess, with that experience that we had was just so upsetting. Oh yeah, one looked like vomit when. Blech. To me, and I fucking hate the hype bro breweries, but that was up there as one of the big hype bro breweries. Yep. 
and they brought that shit to that festival, and I was like, fuck off forever. But I'll buy this beer. There you go. I hate you so much right now. All right, what's your number one, Jeff? So as I'm looking through the list, preparing my top ten, beers that stood out to me were, you know, like, I saw a lot of themes. I was really into vanilla this year. Like, like this is my Spotify Unwrapped, right? Like, right. I was really into vanilla this year. I really like barrel-aged stuff. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, thanks for the obvious, right? right. But there's one beer that has, like, somehow captured my heart for this year. And it was a one-time, and I'm still sad, and I'm excited. I'm sad that it's gone. I'm excited for it to come back. But it's Resident Culture's Constellation Prize. Nice. I'll put it this way. There's not too often. Like, I'll send a box of beer, you know, in my trade. I will, I will send to Scott. And, like, he's got access to fresh hot beers, great hot beers. Right. Georgetown, freaking every, Bale Breaker, everybody out there. This is the first one that he's been like, I need more of this. Can you find me more? Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's that good. Like, it's just, to me, it's everything I wanted in an IPA. It was bright. It was citrusy. It, it was very well balanced. Being a cold IPA, and it was a, an imperial at that, which was kind of weird. Like, it didn't have that, like, cold snap finish. But, man, it just, like, it made me fall in love with IPA for some reason all over again. Yeah. Not that I ever fell out of love. But, I mean, right. it was just, like, like it was just... I look back at this last year, and that's the one that I remember the most. Cool. Mr. Wells. I, I feel like all year has been building to this point. The Ruthless Mercy from Heist. Like, yeah, it turns out this was the year for Vanilla. It was yep. also on both of y'all's top tens. But this is slotting in for number one for me. I've never in my life ever had a like a beer with vanilla in it quite like this before where you've never had a vanilla with beer in it correct <laughs> no 100 percent. because that was towing the absolute edge of like one more like bit of bean in that barrel and it was it was going to be too much but a vanilla extract bourbon barrel aged in imperial stout that just absolutely knocked my socks off and rocked my world and i love it to pieces and they've done it since but it it's it's not built the same way. No. Yeah. And God. I had their second vanilla beer. It was very, very, very good. I bet. It is not what that was. No. So it's got to be Ruthless Mercy from Heist. My number one. My God. Josh. And I mean, just as a quick aside, I just want to let everybody know, you know, full transparency, the show is not brought to you by Heist or anything like that. I think it's just a... They're just a, a, a testament to what Peter has been doing over there with their yeah. barrel aging program that has just been fucking and phenomenal at this point. Yeah. They've right. done a really great job. So from episode oof, 471 from Fremont, B-Bomb! B-Bomb good. B-Bomb real good. B-Bomb real good. Real good. Real, real, real good. good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Which, you know, it just it goes to show, too. Like, I didn't really have any hazies on my list this year. Like, I'm proud of you. I had none. I had no IPAs. I don't think I did. Let me double check. 
Well, other than the Bailbreaker. Because, I mean, that, that thing Duh, is fucking yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, you'd have to be a real monster to leave Fresh Hop Friends out of your top ten list. Yeah, right? Jeff. Right. All right, Jeff. Next beer up in the Bino Buys. Uh, last beer up in the Bino Buys. Uh, last beer, sorry. Yeah, yeah, from Monday night. Uh, so... Monday Night makes um, a couple of different barrel-aged beers. Uh, one of them is called Situational Ethics. We've had a lot of those on the show. Love them. This year, uh, they came out with one called Tie 12, uh, or Tie 12 on, or whatever. And it basically is a cuvee of like 12 years of situational ethics. No big deal, you guys. No big deal. Um, when they first hit town, and I'm, I'm talking to Grant, I'm like, by the way, if you see any of the barrel-aged stuff, you need to get it. And he's like, oh, hey, I got this one. It's Thai something. And I'm like, <gasps> and I did like the Forrest Gump running to his place. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn the corner and everything. Um, this beer is amazing. It is. Uh, I, I've had so much of this on draft. It is uh, not cheap. It is not light. It is close to 14%. It's a little mapley, which, you know, some people may be sick of that, but I am not. Uh, it is not. The, the maple is nice and it's slight. It blends well with everything else. It's just such a good beer. Fantastic. Huge buy. Wells, you got any problems with this beer? Every time I sip on it, I'm coming up with something different. Sometimes it's a little Mill bit House? more mapley. Sometimes Mill it's House? a little bit more, um, a little more coconut. Sometimes it's bourbon. Sometimes it's like, uh, there's a lot going on. I could spend a ton of time with this. And I love how this is our last beer that we're talking about in 2023. Because I have a feeling I'll be talking about this again in my top 10 list in 2024. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and start it now. Yep. Cool. Same. Delicious. Josh. I mean, duh. Come on. This is... It's big. It's boozy. But it's not, like, overly boozy. And Wells is right. There's all kinds of notes all over the place of chocolate and coconut and ah yep holy shit we just broke josh yeah you did good good job monday night you broke me i mean why not i mean fucking shit yep is this easy to find or no i mean i imagine you go to the tap room they may still have some it's, okay it's still there okay i mean again it's not a cheap bottle it's not that expensive either Right. I mean, for crying out loud, I've spent a lot more. Let yeah. me guess. 20, 25? 20 sub. Okay. 20, 20, 20 to 16, yeah, I think. Fuck, I'd be it's, in for that. Yeah, you're not going and buying like a dozen of these. Right. You're going to buy like two. You're going to feel a little pinch. But months down the road when you have this, it'll just be amazing. Yeah, because like I'm already planning like... Uh, I would love to go get a couple of these, take one to Wales for Wishes next year, and yep, like not a bad idea. Holy shit, yep. absolutely amazing! 100%. Uh, it's time for I tap that. It's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show that we just gushed over, which one are we going to tap? I'm sure it's pretty obvious, but maybe not. Jeff, what are you going to put on your keg? Right if I had a keg of any of these beers, it's going to be Friendsgiving. I mean, I okay. would just I would drink the hell out of that beer, and I would kick it so fast it would. Like, it, it's not going to align with my weight loss goals for 2024. I'm just going to say that right now. Fair enough, Mr. Wells. I God, it's tie 12. 
let's just not pretend. I'm I'm surprised you were able to say something else other than tie twelve. I'm that that takes a, a lot of fortitude. I as someone who has had adjuncted stouts on tap before, I'm a little nervous about having them on tap. IPAs you have to get to quickly. Right. But when they drink as well as Friendsgiving does. Josh, what would you tap? I mean, absolutely. It's, it's tied 12, but Friendsgiving is right up there, too. Like, holy shit, that is absolutely amazing. Love that beer. Love, love, love that beer. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. You can find links to all of our socials, most of which we kind of, like, are aware that they're there. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want to make this abundantly clear. It's not that, like, I am intentionally ignoring Twitter. I just deleted it off my phone. I still check it on the computer. If you want to tweet at us, I'll see it. I just... I, I don't live on Twitter anymore. I deleted my Twitter account, so... Yeah. The, like, the days I, I'm of... I'm done with I, it. I mean, like, honestly, like, and I don't know if it's just getting older or whatever. Like, the days of being perpetually online are not us. Like, no. so if you're looking for us to start a TikTok... To quote Elon, go fuck yourself. Right. Like, it's just not going to happen. No. You don't want to see us on TikTok. Like, it was bad enough that, like, uh, YouTube now has, of course, they've sunsetted another product, and so their podcast thing is dead, and they've got a way to plug it into maybe it's, like, YouTube or something like that, which means we could get ads on it, but I'm like, I don't... Nah, oh, you mean Google Sure. faded their podcast thing? I know. Shocker, right? Everybody else is like, yeah, we're not making as much money on podcasts anymore, guys. We got to bail. Boy, they. All right. Like, so. So, so you guys were making money? <laughs> you guys were getting paid? You, you were getting paid? But yeah, it uh, just... It, the best way to contact us is, is what, Jeff? Contact at craftbeercast.com. Exactly. On email. You can send a Facebook message. I will eventually see it, but I only check it about once a week. Um, sliding into Josh's DMs at CBcast will also get uh, success. I, I, and honestly, like I know these two troll the subreddit uh, slash yes. r slash craft beer cast yes, a little more frequently because Reddit's like somehow still okay or back okay. Like I don't know, man. Who knows? They were bad, and now we're okay with them again. Whatever. Who knows? Mr. Wells, where are you? You can find me on Instagram at all the Wells, all one word. Josh, where can they find you besides right there? Next Thursday. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice if it's still around, if it still exists. And other than that, we will talk to you next Thursday.